Welcome to another episode of the Seminar This is L. KB. Hashtag feminism. African queen. African queen. Three black black women. Where's the lie? Happy New Year, world. It is another episode of Feminine Files. Happy 2020. How's everybody doing? We blessed and highly favored. (laughs) Should, how are you? Same. Speaking of which, so she said that I'm ready for that Clark sister movie to come on Lifetime. What are you talking about? Nobody knows what we're talking about, so because we just started recording. No, she it's just said, "Bless that highly favored." It's oh, a song by the Clark oh, that sisters. That is a song by them. Yeah, it's gonna it's be a movie. Yeah, yeah. the Clark sisters movie coming mm-hmm. on Lifetime. Oh, I missed this. Lifetime is gonna be real black. Girl, what? They got the, what, Left Eye and Andre Rising story about their relationship that's coming out, the Clark sisters, and then there's a couple of other things. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, her movie. And then also what I'm not too excited about, they're still talking about Survivor R. Kelly. Like, I got the notification yesterday, and I hit ignore. I was like, I can't do this I don't want to see it. What What else are we doing with that? So apparently they have his brothers defending him and saying that he was abused as a child. And then they had a psychologist on there who was like, yes, it's unfortunate that he was abused as a child, but it does not give him licensure to abuse other people. And of course, there are studies that show most people who become abusers as adults or abused as children, but it still doesn't make it okay. Like you go get help. You don't keep the cycle going. Um, and apparently there are still more girls who are coming out and sharing their story. My coworker told me this. That's the only reason why I know. We don't need any more girls. Yeah, I don't want to watch. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I don't I don't need a part two. Part one was, I didn't even finish part one. It was too much. It was. It was a lot. What they say? This too much. It is. It was, it was way too much. It was what? Six episodes? Mm-hmm. And they doing a second. It's like, okay. It's overkill now. Yeah, he, he get it. He's a predator, right? So, but I guess I need to make sure y'all get it because we've been still playing his music and acting like nothing had happened. So, well, no. So now my thing is like, like other people having to talk. Where the where's the stuff about Harvey Weinstein? Yeah. There's a movie about him already. There's a documentary about Weinstein. I just heard that, but that didn't get what? put out very right. loudly. Like I just what? found it out. Yeah, where's Cosby's documentary? Where's no? Let's let's and, leave Cosby I'm, alone, please. Can we no, leave Cosby he's alone? Part of it. No, no, he's I, part of it. I want to leave him alone. He's part of it. So, I, but my thing is, is, there are multiple people in Hollywood who have been doing the same thing, and they're oh, not yeah, being oh, right. They're not being called out. So it's like, if we're gonna talk Woody about Allen. it, let's talk about it as a whole. Woody Allen and Roman Polanski are two great examples. Yeah, so where's that story? I don't even know who you're talking about. So Roman Polanski was married to Sharon Tate. This happened in, like, the 70s. And, you know, Sharon Tate is the actress that was murdered by... Um, Charles Manson. By the Charles Manson family. Mm-hmm. And Roman Polanski... Yeah, mm-hmm. she was, like, nine months pregnant. She was pregnant. pregnant, yeah. She was, like, nine months pregnant. And they, are, they have, like, three or four guests in their home. Like, Roman Polanski was, like, out of the country at the time. But... 
Charles Manson's family members, and I put family members in quotes, but the people in his cult like came and broke into their house and killed all of them. Mm-hmm. Just randomly? Yeah. Hmm. But going back to Roman Polanski, he was, he actually pled guilty to sexual assault of a minor. And the day that he was supposed to go in and be sentenced, he actually fled the country to France. And because the United States doesn't have, not to France, where did he go? I can't remember. Some country in Europe that does not have an extradition agreement with America. So he's basically been hiding out for damn near 40 years. Wow. Yes. And he was in France because he got an award and America was about to get him, but he knew that they were coming. So his ass left. And this was like a couple years ago. And then Woody Allen dated his stepdaughter. Wife, his stepdaughter and then mm-hmm. they ended up getting married. And she was underage at the time, at the beginning of their relationship. Well, then we should talk about Elvis Presley, too, right? Absolutely. Because mm-hmm. okay. I didn't realize uh, Priscilla was that much younger. She was than young. Him. Yeah, she was a baby. He was playing in the playground. Not Girl. Mm-hmm. And then who was the other one? Jerry Lee Lewis, right? Didn't he yep. marry like 13 He married his cousin. cousin. Yep. He married his, like a first cousin? Yes. Yeah, they, she was 13 years old. He mm-hmm. was good and grown. The family it ruined his. It ruined mm-hmm. his, his music career. Like, his music yeah. career suffered as a consequence, but yeah, he married her. Mm-hmm. Are they still together? This was like in the 60s, 70s. Yeah, yeah, he's he died he's a while ago. I wonder how long they stayed together. Let's look it up. Let's look it Forever. up. Forever. Well, while she's looking that up, what's the drink of the day, KB? Drink of the day. So I'm still in the holiday spirit. Uh, I didn't know this drink was so good or I would have drank it long time ago. Someone left it at my house after a party. But I have a little Pennsylvania Dutch eggnog and it's blended whiskey. So I should have known it's uh, brandy and blended whiskey together. And it's absolutely delicious. Kind of reminds me of my other favorite drink. So I'm stirring it up for the new year. Happy New Year. I don't even like eggnog, but that brandy and whiskey mm-hmm. mixture sounds pretty tasty. And it don't even really taste like eggnog. You know, it, it tastes like the drink that I normally drink. It's just not strawberry flavored. Oh, like the Kahlua? No. What's the one? Oh, Bailey's. Bailey's. It tastes like yeah. a Bailey's. Just, it don't even taste like eggnog. And I love eggnog. Like, I really do. Can you save that stuff for when we come to Philly? Is oh. It's going to be gone. Oh, the bottle. Look. Damn. Got to be more careful. <laughs> But no, I need to go find this and go and buy some because I would keep that on deck. Okay. Yeah. And drink it year round. Yeah, for sure. Excellent. We have seen the stories about Blue Ivy. Well, first of all, this film critic for Vanity Fair came for Blue Ivy. Can we talk about that for a second? And somebody else chimed in, another critic. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they are always coming for that little girl. Always. Like, y'all just let Blue Ivy live. She's Damn. a child. Seven. Right. She's seven. And I thought this picture with her and her mama and Megan Thee Stallion is so cute. It, it's it adorable. Is. I it love is. it. And then this stupid wench, and I'm going to call her a wench, talking about she feels sorry for Blue Ivy because she has Jay-Z's face jeans. Who the hell says that about a child? You feel sorry for her? I feel sorry for you that you feel like you have to comment on a seven-year-old. Was she a white person? No, she's black. Wow. But then, oh, but then a white person from another magazine chimed in and tweeted with her and agreed with her. First of all, this man is a billionaire, so it, it really don't matter what you got to say. So you can hate on him all you want to. You will never have his money. Exactly. You wish you could be with Jay-Z. Are we going to call out Essence and, and their foolery associated with this same event? Yep. 
Because they need to be called to the carpet, too. What did they say? So the article I read, they came up with something around because her hair was straightened, she was so beautiful, or she had caught her glam or her glow up. glammed up. Glammed up. And, you know, but they were saying because she straightened her hair. So, again, it's going with that whole theme of you need to have straight hair in order to be beautiful. Mm-hmm. So that's why, you know, people came for them on that one and they had to come back and apologize. Well, I guess they changed the the title of the article and made it something else about natural hair done night or something. They tried to put it about natural hair. But they full oh, of essence. shit, in other words. Oh, I, I know you she'll you the one really sent us an article. Yeah. 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 So the thing is is this little girl catches a lot of flack for her hair. So when she was rocking it, like just with the fro or whatever, Beyonce and them were catching flack because it was like, Oh, you don't do her hair and now that it's straightened, people are like, Oh my god, it's it's she's glammed up or whatever and I'm like, This girl is in what, the second grade? She's seven. She's a seven-year-old. She's a child. Right. So, um, I mean, it's just like damned if you do, damned if you don't. Mm-hmm. And actually, it reminded me of something because I think, L, you were the one who um, tagged me in that 10-day challenge. Remember the picture that I posted of, yes. like, my kindergarten graduation with my hair? Yes. So my cousin was like, that's my favorite picture of you. But the story behind that, the reason why I posted it is because my mom pressed my hair that morning Mm -hmm. and for anybody that's a black girl you know what that ritual was like of sitting there with the hot comb and the grease popping and (laughs) stay still and all that like it was torture but i was what five so of course what happens for recess you go outside and you play and when you play what happens you start to sweat so my hair puffed out so it was halfway straight half afro and the picture is cute now but I will never forget that day because I went to a Christian school. And when the older kids, the older white kids saw my hair, they started teasing me about it. So I ended up crying my eyes out for the rest of the day before the picture was taken. And they put the cap on my head. And I felt like really awkward because I felt self-conscious about my hair. But now I look back on it and I'm like, my hair was bomb. I wish my hair still looked like that. But we have this really big thing with natural hair in this country. We're still fighting that fight. So natural hair is a lot more embraced now, but it's deeply ingrained in people that natural hair is ugly or it's unkept or that we just don't take care of our hair, which is not true. Like, it took me a minute to even realize that that was Blue Ivy in that picture. Because I'm so used to her seeing seeing her with the froze or the braids. And it was just like, wait a minute. Because she looks like Beyonce now. For a long time, she, she looked exactly like Jay-Z. But now I see Beyonce in her. But she's a beautiful little girl. Like you said, she's seven years old. And how I don't like you feel about somebody talking about your seven-year-old child. Exactly. And I think the article that you sent us, the one I've kind of had a problem with, is that someone's like, oh, you know, the second person that chimed in, oh, mm-hmm. well, you know, we did, we should, you know, make celebrities' kids off limits. No, everybody child need to be off limits. Everybody. Yeah. Exactly. Everybody child need to be off Like, right. why is it just celebrities? No, everybody's child. Let Ugh. them be a kid. Exactly. Anyway. So, Essence, you get an if. To start right. this new I don't world. even want to renew my subscription. I was going to say, are we not reading Essence in 2020? 
Well, I, mean, I, don't, I used to buy it just to support, but now I'm like, if you don't... Is that why you asked me if I get Essence? Because I was going to, so I got a renewal notice. <laughs> yes. I got a renewal she notice. She sends this random text message. <laughs> you guys, I you know I what? I have it right here. World, yeah, you guys it. should be on our our text message string. That's all I'm going to it's say. Foolishness. It's foolishness. It's foolishness. It's randomness. See? Look. Here's, here it is right here. If I renew, <laughs> I get to give two gift subscriptions to people. So that's three subscriptions for the low price of $22. Shout out to you, Katie. 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 Slide, you published that article. Isn't, like, it, come isn't, on. It, isn't it owned by a black male now? It is. Dang, I and don't he own natural hair products? He Apparently, he sold Shea Moisture. Even still. That's it. true, though. He did sell natural yeah. hair products, so you should appreciate the natural. And not Thank to say you. nothing wrong with straightening your hair, right? Because it's still natural. But uh, I don't know. Whatever. I, but I just, you know, people who the people at the top always get blamed when some shit happens. Like he had nothing to do with that. He didn't. I blame the editor. <laughs> we don't know though. We don't know I they set the up. Editor. I blame right? the editor. No, I blame the editor. You should have caught that and been like, uh, I don't think that's that's a good look. Yeah. So but anyway. Are we gonna talk about y'all's crazy president? Who? <laughs> Barack Obama? Bombs over Barack not crazy. Yeah, not Barack. Damn. That used to now be you said your pre- your president. Well, he ain't my president. Well, Obama's my president. Bombs over Baghdad. Wait. Bombs over Baghdad. Bombs over Baghdad. I'm sorry. I really like that song by Afghan. It's about to be bombs over America after what this mofo signed us up for. That part. But so he. It's interesting because we all know by the time this episode comes out that everyone is going to be reminded of the comments that Trump made in 2011 saying that Barack Obama was going to go to war with Iran to win his election or win his re-election. And oh, guess what's happening nine years later? Donald Trump is about to do the same thing. That clip is already he's going around. Notice I said try. Yeah. I hope he's not successful. Yeah. Well, they're sending out more troops, so... They're sending over 3,500, right? Yep. Be prepared. As of this recording. Yeah, because I was like, where did this come from? Because I think it started from a drone strike. Mm Mm-hmm. So they killed the um, Iranian commander. Yeah. Yeah. And the people said they're going to get them back. And that's what started it. Exactly. Yep, that's what started it. Yes. Oh man, I don't know. I'm concerned, but you know what? I gotta just remember God got this in His hands. That's what Amen. I'm gonna do. That's what Absolutely. I'm gonna do. Absolutely. So just to switch gears, because we got some more foolery. They probably, I'm sure, that they're Trump supporters. I just want to say that. So there's an annual event here in Philadelphia called the Mummers Day Parade. So this is actually every year, January 1st. And I remember when I first moved to Philly, actually, I'm about to go on year 12, but this was still like 11 years ago. 
And it, we came across our first one and we were like, what the heck is this? So this is something that started in Philadelphia in the late 17th century. So 1600s. And it actually kind of stemmed from the Swedish people that were supposedly Philadelphia's first settlers. And so this comes from, I guess they first called it the second day of Christmas, which it would be celebrated on December 26th, where they kind of brought their own customs of visiting friends. They would go to each house and sing and receive food for their singing and, and entertaining. But then it kind of went into being a parade on January 1st. And so the first official Mummer's Day parade was on January 1st, 1901. So this thing has actually been happening in the city for a very long time. Of course, I knew none of this until the story came up. So just to bring everybody up to, to speed, we had some buffoonery and evidently there's an issue every year. So this year, and they said they always do an apology tour on January 2nd. So the Froggy Car Winch Brigade. So they have these different teams that uh, go up and they're competing in different categories to win. And so you kind of think about about Carnival, like how each of the groups are dressed up. They're dancing, doing a routine. Mm-hmm. These people practice like they're in these clubs in South Philadelphia. Anybody that's listening that know about Philly's history from what I'm told, South Philadelphia is kind of like a racist area. Like it's Italians and stuff like that. So they're kind of on the racist side anyway. So just to show y'all what, what kind of racism we dealing with, they banned blackface in 1963. So if you had to ban something, so evidently they've, they've had a history of mocking other people, races and gender. So they've also done a lot of homophobic stuff too. So they, they actually, um, banned blackface. So here recently, and let me get back to the story, Froggy Car Wrench Brigade, there were two men that was walking with this particular group that had blackface on on January 1st during the parade. There's a point, and it's again like Carnival. You remember how we had the stage and you get judged? Mm-hmm. They put the blackface on after they got across the judging area. And they, and so oh. I'm listening. I'm so watching. They, they slick. Yeah. yeah. So they knew they were wrong and they knew they weren't mm-hmm. supposed to do it, but they, so they waited until after the judging station to actually put this blackface on. But here's a kicker I'm listening to the guy who was explaining, he on camera with his blackface. And he, <laughs> I had to on listen. camera with his blackface. Wait, what? They interviewed him. Like a reporter walked up to him and was like, Why do you have on blackface? Like, why did you do that? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> but listen, he said, I ain't did blackface in a long time. Yo. In a long time. Yo. No. Now, y'all don't want me calling people colonizers, but this right here is colonizers. <laughs> okay? I haven't done this This in is a worse long than a colonizer. Time. Yes, he said, I ain't, like, you hear how I'm saying this. I ain't did blackface in a long time. Well, that already lets you know he's ignorant. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, for yeah. sure. So they disqualified the particular group for the the parade that year. And one other person commented saying, we don't really care about winning. You're just having fun. Because, you know, they out there drinking, they dancing. It's literally like their form of carnival. A party. Right? And gotcha. so, yeah. And so they don't even care about the fact that they got disqualified. And then the two individuals that did the blackface, one evidently was a member. The other one is saying that they may not be a member, but they found both of their names on a roll. Anyway, they can't ever participate in another Mama's Day parade in the future. And didn't the mayor say that they were also going to look into further 
Yes. Penalties, so, I guess, for people. Yeah, but he ain't, he didn't make anything definite, so I didn't want to bring that up because, you know, I think that's a lot of talk. And so, yeah. Right. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. But We're again, watching you, Mayor Penny. Yeah, we are Mayor Jimmy. Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy. Wait, that's <laughs> my daddy's name. Oh my god. <laughs> Don't call him Jimmy. <laughs> okay, Jim. Jim McKinney. Okay. That's what he go by anyway, Jim. But yeah, okay. so we'll see what happens. But yo, I was just done dealing. But yeah, they, they did that and you know, put on blackface and talking about they did it because it matched your costumes. You y'all are lie. Because again, there. you wouldn't have done it and the fact that you put it on after you you knew you were going through the you know, area where they kinda watch stuff and so forth but they say they always get a problem with the people who go for the comedic stuff so that's one of the categories is comics and so that's where they normally have a problem but they say every year there is an issue so it was a lot of black people speaking out like i saw an NAACP person like i think i sent y'all a message i was watching the news and i don't ever really watch news but i was actually watching news and was like what the heck happened so anyway that's that story i'm i'm certainly you know embarrassed but this is again a section of the city that is known for this and the vice president for this particular group said we are not a racist group check our other 500 members who didn't do this that's what his response was not to apologize or it you know he just said this doesn't mean we're racist which is true which is true you probably have two racist members but your response i think just wasn't appropriate right but also isn't this a sign that maybe we need to go ahead and end this tradition like some traditions don't need to be kept alive i love that Especially if you have an issue on January 2nd. Every year they say that they have an issue where they're, you know, someone's done something. And especially when someone has done something every year, then you know you need to, like you say, Mm -hmm. maybe stop. But if this thing been since 1901, you ask me when they're going to take that out. No. Okay. There we go. Moving along. Some more sad news. I know. Nick Gordon passed away. That's a sad situation. Girl, that whole, that whole family. Bobby Brown, Whitney Houston, Bobby Chris. Like, I'm glad Bobby, I guess, is able to sort of bounce back. But that whole situation is just sad. So Nick Gordon, who was, I guess, sort of Whitney Houston's godson, like, she took him in when he was 12 years old and raised him alongside Bobby Christina growing up. And he and Bobby Christina started dating in 2012 after Whitney passed away. But he passed away from a drug overdose. They weren't you dating didn't know before? that? No. I'm sorry? They weren't dating before she died? No. No. I thought they was always together. No. Mm-hmm. Oh. They were raised as brother and sister. That's why it was very weird when the two of them came out that they were dating. It was oh. like... Yeah. Yeah. Alright, yes. Moving so, on. No problem. No problem. So Whitney raised him from twelve. He started dating Bobby Christina in 2012. And then of course he was with her um when she was found unresponsive in the bathtub in January 2015. Um, because a lot of people blamed him for her death. Even though he was found innocent. Um, or found legally, he was, let's see, he, no criminal charges were filed against Gordon um, for her death, but he was found legally responsible for Brown's death in a civil case and in 2016 was ordered to pay $36 million to Bobby Christina's estate. And let's guess, did that happen? No. <laughs> so Gordon failed to appear for two hearings in the civil case and Brown's death and her family won by default. 
Oh, and did you also know that the guy who found her in the bathtub also ended up dying of an overdose? No. Really? Mm-hmm. Wait. I so just found that out. doing drugs together. Yeah. That's so sad. What yeah, was his that, name? Um, I'm about to look it up, but I just found that out a couple of days ago. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So Jeez. all of, I think that whole little, their whole little crew were... They were all on drugs. And, and when people was dying, but you know, it's a sickness. So I was like, you know, you seeing your friends just dying around you. you but here's the weird thing. I think we were kind of looking at the years. Whitney Houston died. Bobby Christina died three years later. And Nick Gordon mm-hmm. died three years after her. Three, three, three. Well, no, she died in 2015. So what year? He died in 19. How many years? That? 19. That's four? That's four. Oh, shit. <laughs> So not to sound sound morbid, but I wonder if they saw Whitney using. They were probably using with her. They were using with her. Yeah. She got them all hooked. Yeah. Where else they got it from? Oh, the guy's name was Max Lomas. He died. He died in 2018. Wow. And y'all said they said Nick Gore was on heroin. That's a serious one. Again, this culture today, 30 years old, it's like cool to be drug addicts. I ain't figured this shit out yet. But I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you who wish they they could reverse some shit. Right. <laughs> Yo. Name Stanley something? Uh-huh. I was trying to find his name. Oh, that's oh. so weird. Yeah, they don't say his name, do they? Oh, let's see. No, Mark Stanley. That's his name. What was this? This is a guy in Virginia. Well, he's from, what, North Carolina? Um, he was visiting from North yeah. Carolina or South Carolina, one of the Carolinas. And he's he was, a visiting from North Carolina. Don't put that on us. Um, I'm going to check. But he was No, I'm looking at the article right now. He was from North Carolina. <laughs> anyway, this was the one show that he was um, visiting family members in Virginia. And the father... Oh. Yes. Saw him in the baby's room. Yes, he walked in and the two his two small children ages two and three, this man had was naked from the the waist down. Mm-hmm. And that father beat his ass. And if y'all saw that picture As he should have. Oh yeah. See, I, you would have went and saw the maker that day. But they said that he threatened him with a gun and everything. And so the man has been arrested, of course. They said I know he was happy to get in that damn ambulance to get away. But that part. oh god, his face was. I mean, it, it needed to be bad. Mess. It needed to be bad. Like that's what a parent is supposed to do: kick your mm-hmm. ass. And they said that he like when the man said, "What are you doing?" He closed. He pushed him out the room. He pushed room. him out the room and, <laughs> and locked the door. Locked the door, and he was sixty years old. Locked the door. Yep. That daddy got back in there. You're not gonna tell no parent that you ain't gonna that they gonna do something with their child and they right there. You're in not doing house. it. I'm busting every. Okay. I'm busting right. everything. We all gonna die tonight. Everybody, <laughs> look. Everybody, everybody. So I just thought this was a great. You know, I, I love what the father did. No charges have been pressed against him, and it better not. And it better not. But uh, he needed to get his ass whipped. Technically, whipped. it would be self defense. That's what I would argue. Somebody tried to press charges against me. Because yeah, I, I feel like self-defense is when I defend myself or defend somebody who can't defend themselves. And a two and a three-year-old are not able to do that, unfortunately. Facts. So, Shug, I know that you really want to talk about Kevin Hart. Mm. Yeah, so this Kevin Hart special, which is called um, 
what's it called? Don't fuck this up. Yeah, don't fuck so this up. So I was in a heated debate with these people on Facebook because somebody decided to be funny and post a picture of Aniko. That's how you say his wife's name, right? Aniko? Yep. Yes. Of her crying during the special when she was talking about how she found out about Kevin's infidelity. And when I say these people were going in on her, and I'm like, regardless of if she was the mistress or not, nobody deserves to get cheated on. And then also the fact this woman was seven to eight months pregnant with her first child with this man. I think at this point, her and Kevin were married a little over a year. And she was just really catching a lot of flack. And I felt some type of way about that because I'm like, when men cheat some kind of a way, the woman always gets pulled into it. And it's like, wait a minute here. Let's not forget that supposedly he cheated on the first wife, supposedly with Aniko, but y'all are going in on this girl. He's the one that fucked up twice. So where's the flag for him cheating on both of his spouses? So obviously Kevin has a problem with keeping his penis in his pants. Well, so what do y'all think? He seems to need a babysitter, though. Did you not catch that? I felt like he need he he said his boys the the paper cup the plastic cup boys they're around and they normally can kind of get him and make sure he's doing the right thing. So you need a babysitter. That's my first comment. Second comment. I felt like in those six episodes, he didn't really admit to cheating on his first wife. Right. He didn't they really said that yeah. They he were just separated. act like yeah. He was like I was done with that. I was the one that walked away. Like he didn't act like he had done something or at some point, not to say that's why they got a divorce, but I just felt like he left that. And it's, I know it's a lie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure you did cheat on that lady. <laughs> like, I'm just sure you did. I'm, I know it's wrong to say that. So I felt like that about, you know, his whole comments, but I did think he tried to own it, but he only owned it for the first, for the second wife. And I felt like I missed a point of, did you cheat on your sec- your first wife? You didn't never address that. But yes, to answer your question, Shug, I just felt like the, the motherfucker needed a, a babysitter. Like, he basically was like, this shit happened because none of his boys was there. You a grown ass man. I also had questions about because they're trying to say that somebody from his crew set him up, but I'm kind of like, how would he know to set him up in the way that the documentary was shot was nobody was there with him, which is why the indiscretion happened. So how did the phone get into the room? Go ahead, Elle. Me, I just figured it out. Uh-huh. What if one of his boys sent the girl? Well, that's and what they're saying. They're saying that he's the boy, oh, the boy set him up. And they, he, I didn't watch because I didn't watch it. You didn't I'm do sorry, your homework. Listen, I'm trying to catch up on you, okay? I'm, <laughs> if I'm, I'm not interested in Kevin Hart. I'm sorry, can I say I, that? Like, I, I am, but I mean, I, I have a lot of respect for him because I'm like, his worth ethic is crazy. Can we he talk about his, ethic? Can we talk about yeah. that, though? Did you, find any problem, did you find any problems with his work ethic? Um, I mean, it depends. So I kind of, I understand, like, if you want to be successful, like, if you want to be a Jay-Z, Beyonce, Oprah type of level, you have to have a crazy worth ethic. So I understand that. I respect that. However... I feel like when you have a work ethic like that, something else suffers. And it seems like 
home life to a certain extent suffers as a result of that. So it's nice to see him when his kids and his wife are there with him, but also when he goes on tour, he's shooting a movie, they're back at the crib. And I did see like his wife expressing some of that. And and to a certain extent, his kids um, saying that, you know, I wish you were around a little bit more, but then also too, I really liked how they, they dived into um, his relationship with his father. Cause oh, in his so past comedy sessions, his co- his comedy specials in the past, you know, he would joke about his father being on drugs, but then in the documentary, you really see some of the effects or some of the aftermath of that, which is also why I'm kind of like, you know, maybe that's where some of the infidelity had roots in because his dad had multiple families and he talked about that. And then also his dad is sick. They have a good relationship. And he was just like, you know, I don't know if we have like a really deep relationship because he was so messed up for so long. And, you know, he's happy that he's able to be there for his grandkids. But it's it was a lot. But I thought it was a really good documentary. But even still, it's just like, yeah. I think it's so strategic, though. Like, I couldn't, I had to walk away saying, Kevin is going to make sure that he looks the best and he's going to be put in this level. And some of it is like fakery to me, but I'll, I'll even go as far as he's such a yin and yang person. I don't know if you caught like Dorian, and maybe you, you, you felt this, but even with the dad, like you brought up as a relationship, he'll mm-hmm. be in one instance, you know, that's the past. You can't do anything about the past, but then he'll say something else that lets you know he is hurt about it. And I just felt like he just could not, like, I wanted to ask him, are you in therapy? Because you really should be. Girl, I was just about to say no. black men need therapy. No, like, like seriously. Elle, if you would have watched this documentary, yeah, he said, and Shug, I know you, you caught this, like, he just, he would say one thing, but then he would show something else. And even with, like you said, Shug, about the bond thing, like, I love my dad, but we don't have no bond. And then, yeah. but then he'll come back and be like, well, that's the past. I can't do nothing about the past. I can only live in the present day. And, you know, just not acknowledging that the dad is actually trying to be there with his grandkids. Like he said it, but it's almost like he kind of steps back. So that was one thing that I thought was really super fucking weird. And something that he should probably go and talk to somebody about because he needs to get that out. Like he didn't mm-hmm. ever address that he goes to therapy. And I'm like, you need to go. He probably don't have time for therapy. I'm like, that's the other thing. That's the other thing. And y'all know, like, and we just had this conversation about this, you know, Oprah goals and Oprah status. You know, I can respect, like you say, the work ethic that's behind him. But like you said, at what cost? Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we have to, I felt like he works off of fear. He works off of fear, right? right? Because he doesn't want to be broke. He remembers what it was like being broke and coming from a single parent home and struggling. And he's like, I do not want to go back to that. So I get it. But who wants to work under those kind of conditions? Like, I don't want to work under conditions of fear. I don't want to strive for success underneath the umbrella of fear. And I'll tell you, I, I, I dated this guy, uh, we can't see no, I don't know. Anyway, so <laughs> he's an entrepreneur. He, you know, he works for himself 
And it's the same thing he told me. He was like, okay, I just, I don't want to be broke. And and he didn't come from a broke family. Like his father is very, um, you know, well-established. The mother is a home, a homemaker, but you know, she, dad took care of her and you know, it's him and his brother. So he's very well taken care of. So you've never been broke, but he's very an alpha male, right? Just this alpha energy that he has to lead and he has to take care of everything. So that man works like he gets up at three o'clock in the morning or four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Yeah. And then he can't hang like he's in Um, the bed mm -mm. by seven o'clock and it's Mm -hmm. like no time for a real relationship or no time to really hang. And his thing is like, I just don't want to be broke. And if I don't go out here and get it, I can't get it. Like, and and I understand that he's like, you have a steady paycheck that comes in a guaranteed check. If I don't get out here and do what I'm doing, then I don't get that. Cause he flips houses and rehabs houses Mm -hmm. and, you know, has rental properties. So he has to be on the go. And I'm just like, what the F? And he's, you know, talking about retiring. You know, he's like, I just want to be able to do this for, you know, this amount of more years and then I'm going to stop. But, I just I thought about him as I'm watching this this whole series because I'm like, damn, you just working out of fucking fear. Then you're acting like this is for a legacy for your children, which I don't deny that. But this is also like you fueling yourself. Like I don't know, it was weird for me. It was kind of weird. I mean, it was good. It also shows that we're human. But I also wonder if there's going to be another another special because this all happened before the crash so i feel like now i think this was kind of a little bit of marketing for his quote-unquote comeback since jumanji is coming out and he's now already out but my my daughter um, saw it he's out of the hospital and people were really worried about him like is he going to be okay like will he be able to walk and all of that well no people thought it was a scandal behind that too again Right. Yeah, Yeah, because when it first happened, I was like, who is this girl that was in the car with him? But luckily it turned out, I won't say luckily, but it turned out to be the trainer's fiance who was in the car with him. So I didn't realize the trainer, like, I don't know. I like the trainer. (laughs) Everybody. I like his whole crew, to be honest. I do like his whole crew. He he has a good set of people around him. I like his ideals behind the team, but that trainer was like the best one to me. And then the other one, Joey, is it Joey? Not Joey. What's the one that's the writer? He, they had him on camera a lot. Like he's also like up there. I can tell. I know. Yeah. You know what I'm talking talking about? about. He got married on the episode. Yeah. So the other thing I think what bothered me about the series, Kevin really speaks from a place of, you know, he's kind of like that self-motivating, you know, I work hard and I'll even, I even kind of wrote down some of his comments that he said through it. He's talked about him being a dreamer and how, you know, if you have, you have to work hard in order to succeed. And it was just a lot about, you know, doing you and like, you're the reason for all of this, no one else. And I just felt like he missed it. And and maybe because I believe in God, and I think he does. Like, I saw him halfway pray a couple of times. Yeah, he does. He just seems to take all ownership for all of his successes instead of saying, God allowed me to do this. And I just also wonder, is that why he, you know, he's still thriving. So you can't even say, you know, he's not thriving because he's not giving honor to God. But I had a a bit of a problem with him with that 
that he just seems to own everything. Like, and maybe he does think that in the back of the head and he just doesn't say it out loud because he's also, again, strategic. He's so fucking strategic, y'all. Like, I could not help from looking at this whole entire series from a business standpoint. And the whole time, I'm like, oh, this is for your fucking image. Like, this is why we're trying to do this. This is why we're trying to do that. Of course it is. Yeah, but it was just kind of bothersome because I want you to be... I don't know. Anyway, I kind of felt like that piece was really about him, you know, maybe catering to everybody and not just singling out Christians or not just talking about God. And I just, you know, you see Tiffany Haddish, she she started praying before a performance. Like, she's the one, hey, even though she made a joke of it, you know, she kind of seems like she might not be as fearful to say, I believe in God or I honor God. Whereas he, I did not hear this man not one time give honor or thanks to God for where he is today. I didn't hear it once. And I wrote notes. Oh, wow. So you, <laughs> you, you did a deep dive. Well, I was you just listen. Well, you listen. Look at this. Look at I this. Did. Look at all but of you this. You still ain't watch it. I ain't. I'm gonna watch it, but I'm just not interested, so I was impressed. Okay. <laughs> Plus, also, can I also mention, y'all technically did not have to go to work the past two days. I have. That's, that's true. So, I get it. Excuses. Right. Yeah. Y'all been home. Excuses. Suck on that. Suck on it and rotate. Okay? Y'all are so sister. We're doing better in 2020. See, I didn't do it this time. Shit, you let me. <laughs> you start <laughs> getting it. You, what were you about to say? What were you oh saying? Oh, God. Wiggle, wiggle. Wiggle, Oh, yeah. single. So I think everybody should see it. It's still a good episode. It's a good, it's it's a good documentary. Yeah. yeah, but I just, those are some of my problem areas for sure. The, the motherfucker need a, a, a babysitter is what I took from it. And he think he done did everything. But anyway. And I just but wish now, you start working out of so much fear and running yourself ragged. I even try to think about myself and how I run. And yeah, you have to do that to a certain extent in order to like move up I totally believe that but you also want to think about what's that point where I can kind of chill out and focus on one thing or you know see out of everything that you got going on what's what's taking the most legs right and you know the heartbeat production seemed like that's like the biggest thing so I don't know the the family piece yes for sure he's trying to be like his dad with not being present but sometimes you end up like your daddy and not being present and I also thought he threw his was feet. Feet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And listen, that comes from <laughs> Let me tell you. That but you know what that come from and it was so funny I learned that in counseling, right? With my ex husband. You know, when we met he was kind of, you know, talking about his dad in not the best light. And it was his dad stepped out on his marriage and, you know, has multiple kids and you know, so forth and so on. And I used to be like, well, you know, that's still your dad at the end of the day. You know, I'm still kind of. And, you know, you could tell he despised that side of his dad. And then he ended up doing some of the same shit. So it's like. Stands <laughs> by the father. Yeah. So it's like you hate that, but then you become that. And you don't even realize that you done became that. And I think that's where Kevin don't even know that he's become some of that. And I just kind of <laughs> thought that he talked about his dad in such a negative way. I had a problem oh. with that. I think he's aware because I think because he okay. put his mom. Oh my on gosh, a on a pedestal, yo. Yeah, very so hard. he was he, he was like you know all the good I get from my mom. He's like the not so good 
and that's when he started delving into like his dad's history and all of that. So I think it's a balance. I think with anybody, it's a balance between light and dark. Like you know what the right thing is to do, but sometimes you just have your vices and things that you just, for whatever reason, sometimes we touched on it with the generational curses. Like it could be things that you're dealing with that don't have anything to do with you. Yeah. But it's passed down because of like traumas or other things that have happened to other people in your family and it's just in your it's in your DNA. And it's just something that you have to break so that you don't pass that down to your children. But Yeah. Anyway, enough about Kevin. <laughs> power. <laughs> what is going episodes. on? Are there power. Power? Yes. Are there five episodes left? Five more episodes. Five more episodes. The first one comes on um this upcoming Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, I'm so excited. I need to check to make sure I still have stars. Me too. I, I'm going to get the app so I can watch it early. I need to know. Well, it's going to come out at, at midnight. Yep, I need to know. So midnight, I'm going to be on, on, the, uh, on Sunday. Sunday. All right. But it comes out midnight Saturday night. I got to make sure I stay up, though. Yeah, yeah we, know, so. we know you will sleep. Go ahead. Sit down and rotate, KB. <laughs> Y'all are supposed to be sisterly. <laughs> I didn't do nothing. I'm always sisterly. No, you but, not. Um, <laughs> I think Tariq did it. I you think that's the obvious, Wait, did I, I miss that's something? the obvious choice, but I think Tariq did it. Yo, it, it, must, it must have came off of Xfinity because, oh, you're talking about kill go uh, with shot ghosts. Yeah, we don't know if ghosts is, they on this whole bullshit about ghosts is not dead, ghosts is shot, but I'm like, y'all said the same thing about Angela and she died in the first five minutes of the show. Ghosts ain't dead. Ghosts ain't dead. Oh, yeah. Ghosts is Woohoo! So if you have, you have Xfinity? I do. So we got, we got stars. We got stars. All right, we're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We Gucci. Yes. I think it was Tariq. I think it was Tariq. I think it was. So so that was midnight. We're going to be waiting for that. What else are we waiting? We we just brought in a new year. What what we did for that midnight celebration? What y'all do normally for New Year's? I was lame this year because I was sick as hell. Yes, you yes, were. And she was supposed to come down here. For I was sick. I couldn't, I couldn't breathe. I couldn't eat. My nose was leaking. Yeah. <laughs> but also, I want to go on record as saying I told Suge on the 30th. I was trying she, so nope, hard. Nope. I, I told Suge on the 30th that she okay. was not going to be able to come to my house to eat dinner. I told her this. And she said, trying. I still need black eyed no. and greens. And I said, that's great, but you're <laughs> not going to be well <laughs> enough to come here to get them. Didn't I say that on the 30th? I was trying to sweat it out. I had on my onesie. I had my electric blanket up on high. I was eating chicken noodle soup and drinking water and all that good stuff. And I just couldn't. Needless to say, Suge was not able to make it to the district. I couldn't. However, I still had a few friends who came over. I cooked black greens. I had black eyed peas. I also cooked some macaroni and cheese. And I used my air fryer for the first time. I cooked some chicken drumettes in the air fryer. I love the air fryer. They were the bomb. Air fryer is the best thing on earth. It it really is. One One of the best investments. It is the best investment. So wait, so we all know about this greens and black eyed peas. I did not have greens because I didn't feel like trying to figure that out. 
I did Brussels sprouts, but I was just told you need to have a green vegetable for the money. And then black mm-hmm. eyed peas. I don't know what the black eyed peas. What's the history on this shit? Because you know how this shit just get passed down to us all the time. We don't even know why we do the food. Right. Like, we, we had a lot of weird superstitions. Yeah. And- so I've seen black eyed peas mean luck or That's pennies. Right. Yes, it's supposed to be for good luck or for pennies. Like, mm-hmm. the black eyed peas are pennies, and then the greens are for money. Yeah, like, green like dollars. dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, we have a lot of weird kind of, like, superstitions that we... Well, I won't say weird, because a Beliefs. lot of it... Yes, a lot of it is steeped in slavery or some of the depending on what part of Africa your ancestors came from it was traditions that were brought over with them and then it morphed into something else once we got here in America but it turns out I was reading this article on dispatch.com and um, there's a food historian her name is Jessica B. Harris she says any black eyed peas on New Year's Day has been done by black Americans to ensure good luck in the incoming year, who recalled attending the lively New Year's Day party Maya Angelou held in her home in Harlem where peas were served. And she also says that tradition carries over from black American community into general Southern community in many places and persists in the North as well as a result of the Great Migration. So it turns out black eyed peas were domesticated in West Africa and carried to the South and the Caribbean from slavery. So basically that's where it comes from. So the peas came from West Africa and the people brought them with them over and the crop just took off in North America and that's why we eat black eyed peas oh now who who's scared to like fuck it up and not cook this shit like me right <laughs> so, yeah i had to find some black eyed peas to eat on new year but i was scrambling <laughs> sick as sick as a dog and was like i have to find some black eyed peas and some greens and some fish to eat wait fish we supposed to have fish did i miss this that's yeah. what Shug said i didn't know about fish yeah, I so I fish this, I don't believe do because they travel in schools, so it, it represents abundance, and then also their scales look like coins. So that's why you're supposed to eat fish for like money and abundance of money. Oh shit, that's probably okay. Fine, I don't mess yeah, up church money. Yeah, but all kinds of superstitions. Like I had to have my cousin um, walk into the house. The first guest in your home on New Year's Day fills an important role in the coming year, said that person foretells the kind of luck you can expect during the next 12 months. So wait, you had your cousin walk through the door? Mm -hmm. He ain't never leaving. Shut up. Anyway. (laughs) 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 I never heard, but I think I just started doing that. But the first person to walk over the threshold after the new year is supposed to be a tall, dark, handsome man. Yeah, because I know about a tall, dark, and handsome. But I thought it was supposed to be a man. Your cousin's not dark, so that was a fail. He's not. Hey, he black. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. I don't well, know. Look, it was the only it was the only man that I could think of. Then also, what you're not supposed to wash clothes because that's right. I've heard you're supposed to wash clothes wash- beforehand, so everything yes. supposed to be clean. And so our yes. thing is you're supposed to clean the house. Yeah, you're supposed to clean yes. the house. So so listen, I didn't give a shit this year. I did get all of my Christmas stuff Mm-mm. out. I did get my Christmas tree out. I just it was just too much. So 
Yeah, you're supposed to clean your entire house because nothing from mm-hmm. the previous year is supposed to enter into the new year. That's like the thing behind yep. that one. <laughs> you can't take any trash out. Yep, you can't throw you can't anything away. You can't take the trash out. You can't sweep. You can't wash dishes. You can't wash clothes. Oh, I wash dishes on New Year's Day. I didn't do because my kitchen wasn't done. I had to wash as I was cooking. My kitchen would have been a mess if I didn't wash those dishes. Uh-uh. Not supposed to wash anything. Well, too late for that. <laughs> Wait, but I did see somebody post something on Facebook. Like, black people been eating greens and black eyed peas for hundreds of years and we still broke. So, can we change it to, like, a spare use in Brussels? <laughs> I hate people. I hate your people so much. I was like, it's true though. It is true. We still ain't got no money. Well, I have had an abundance today, so that's all I'm going to say. I got an abundance of gifts from all of the stuff that I bought. I need oh, to sit down. Nice. I need to sit down. Y'all saw all my stuff oh, that I got yesterday? Yourself? Yeah, y'all saw all my stuff I got? You bought all that for yourself? No. Yeah, oh, those gifts. I had a um I had a care package. So my my goddaughter and Skylar brought me, um, I had the little Pandora charm, the Mickey and Minnie, and I got some some foot stuff. What is it? Some shea butter for my feet from Bed Bath & Beyond. No, what is it? Bath & Body Works. I get them mixed up, my bad. Yeah. Um, but I also, I got some for myself, I got some intention cards. So I've been playing with those. And then I need to stay out of Alex and Ani. Yes, you do. Duh. I need to stay out of Alex and Ani. I got something I else. I can introduce you to them, though. I want another bracelet today. You bought it? I mean, you went to the store or you ordered it online? No, I ordered it online. They had the bomb sale before um, New Year's. They did, but I can't be. I bought two more charms for Nine Necklace and I'm finished for a while. So, wait, that's, so wait who goes to church? I go to Night Watch service. Normally, I do. I didn't go this year. Yeah, normally I do too, but I was on my couch. I watched it online. Okay, so I went to Night Watch service, which I actually was going to make this the first year that I did not go. And I was going to go to church earlier with Miss Shug. And I was kind of excited because I just never not go to church. Except <laughs> for the wedding we went to one year on New Year's Eve. So Three years ago. Three years ago. Mm-hmm. I didn't know when. I thank you. So, I, and I was, and y'all know I had like highs that night. Like I was very concerned that I was not really. Born. Yeah. So y'all didn't know this, but at, after everything was over and it was about to be twelve o'clock, I like went over in the corner and like started praying because I just felt like again, you just feel like these traditions you need to keep them going because you don't want nothing to go bad. But anyway, right. So yes, I ended up going to church because Suge was sick, and so I was like, well, I guess I'm going to go to church here in Philly. And then I knew a friend of mine was having a little gathering at her house that was, you know, started at 9 p.m. And I was like, okay, well, I'll be there after church is over. So I know many people already know what the history is of watch night service. My pastor actually talks about it pretty much every year in highlighting it. And I know our other pastor at Alpha Street, he also has mentioned it in the past. But this is something that, you know, is traditional in the black church. And it comes from the night of December 31st, 1862. Of course, this is during the Civil War, where free and freed blacks living in the Union states, they actually gathered in churches and other safe spaces while their enslaved black sisters and brothers stood, knelt, and prayed on plantations and other slave 
holding sites in America, and they literally were waiting for President Abraham Lincoln to sign the Emancipation Proclamation into law. So again, this comes from us literally waiting to have the signature for the Emancipation Proclamation by uh, President Abraham Lincoln. So that's really where Watch Night Service comes from. And of course, years later, we are still doing this where we are going into church and literally bringing in the new year on our knees, really kind of praising God at this point and thanking God for the previous year, good or bad, and just being hopeful for the future. So my service was really awesome. It was the theme was it ain't nothing but a oh, ain't nothing but a G thing. So it was cute, like, you know, from the song, Ain't Nothing But a G Thing, baby, baby, low down. So I'm in church. Hey, how this old is your pastor? He's actually, what, 40? No, he just okay. hit 50. I'm sorry, he's 50. He's 51. Oh, I was going to say, I feel like him and Howard John kid? are about the same age. He's older than Howard yeah. John. Okay. Well, 50, because Dre and them, like Jay-Z and all, they're now like 50. 50. Yeah, yeah. 50, he, he grew 51. Up, yeah, he grew, he grew up, up in that era. But okay. he said he's still oh, like disco. Okay. He from um, Cincinnati, disco. Ohio. Yeah. I, I was uh, no, like that's that. not him. That's Howard John to say he like disco. Never mind. Oh, I was about to say, oh. I nobody that. Mm-hmm. I know. But anyway, that's where Watch Night Service, so I try to do that along with you guys with the greens and the black eyed peas and cleaning my house and you know, I saved my house this year. I wasn't playing no games. Oh, yeah. I walked around oh, praying. Right. And Look, can you come and save mine? You always hey. asking about some sage. We done told you a thousand times when you I get sage. I have my sage. I just ain't used it yet. Oh. All you got to do is light it, boo. Oh, don't I have to open the windows on every floor you when I go? You need to open all of your windows. I, I, keep, keep, it it closed. Her head. I keep it closed. No, you need to open all your windows to let the energy out. Oh. The energy needs to flow out. Oh. You don't want to keep it in. Oh. <laughs> all this shit is hooded. Okay. <laughs> but actually, during my research, it turns out that there's also a superstition of where you need to open all of your windows to let the, the new flow out. You're going too far. Yeah. It's too much. But yeah. No, when you sage your house, yeah, open the windows because my, um, my sage actually set off my carbon monoxide detector so yeah be be careful with that too mine did it and my basement got very smoky so i think the batteries is bad yeah you're supposed to open the windows no i think the batteries in my smoke detector is bad okay girl did you check yeah i'm going to do that this weekend you need to yeah also you need to let the smoke out you don't want it to just linger oh it's lingering right now (laughs) <laughs> the energy you is open all the windows you don't have to open all of them i open all of mine but you do do need to open like if you're in a particular room at least open one window so that it can flow out and you can let the energy of nature in okay well there you have it i got the spirit still in here with me i've got to work on <laughs> Happy well, New Year. Yeah. Happy New Year to everyone from the ladies of Finn Noir Files. Happy New Year. So, also with the New Year is a new segment. So, rather than doing I Am Woman, Hear Me Roar, we are now going to have Dope, Gifted, and Black. Would I tell y'all I got my Christmas gift? <laughs> you got your Christmas gift. When we <laughs> rename this segment... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that you hated it. I told you. I know she didn't like it, but I didn't know she hated it. <laughs> hated it. 
So that way we can be inclusive. Of course, we will still focus on black women, but in case we want to sprinkle in a man or two into the segment, we can. But of course, the other one person who's having a great 2020 is Danielle Outlaw. And she has just been appointed as the newest police commissioner for the city of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So shout out to you, KB. You know, you know, and my pastor brought her up on uh, during the night watch service saying oh, we, we pray over her. And, you know, sometimes yes. when you're not from Philly, you know, yeah. people be kind of hard. So they said, you know, try to welcome her in. So she must be OK if my, pa- you know, we'll see. Yeah. She a.k.a. So, I don't know about that part, but, you know, oh God, we're going to let it go. I'm sorry. Yes. But another reason why people may try her, not only because she's not from Philly, but also because she will be the first black woman to lead the city's police force and the second woman to take over as commissioner. Yeah. She also will be the city's youngest top cop in at least two decades. And yeah. her sa- well, I'm not going to share. Well, her salary is public knowledge. So it's $285,000. Whoa, so, Get the coin. Yeah. So she is one of the city's highest paid employees. And she is scheduled to start on February the 10th. And this is not her first time being the first no. police chief, right? What was the state that she was at before? So she is coming from Portland, Oregon, and their police force is 877 members, where Philly has 6,500 members. (laughs) And previously, she was a police officer, a 20-year police officer in her hometown of Oakland, California. Wow. Yeah, this is is amazing. I mean, it's amazing. She gets to be the first twice. Like, how many people can say that? First of mm-hmm. all, and you all know we had an African American commissioner before her that resigned, and we still right. haven't heard what was the situation about that. But we did talk about that on on the podcast. Um, and well, there was a lot of racism, yeah. and we mentioned it in the article a lot of racism, a lot of discrimination, and sexual harassment within the police force. Okay. So that commissioner did step down. Okay. Richard Ross. Yeah, Richard Ross. I was kind of sad about that, but I mean, I'm glad that they replaced him. And when they replaced him with another black person, and you know, I'm like, wait, is are they black like this or black like this? But we talked about that. He's from Oakland. What? That don't mean shit. That don't mean nothing. It don't. You're right. Time will tell. Yeah. Time. Thank you. That's a we'll put a button on there right there. Yes. So again, congratulations to uh, Commissioner Outlaw. We are behind you. We're waiting to see what you're going to do for the people of Philadelphia and how you're going to protect them. So this is a great first episode of 2020, ladies. Yes. So listeners, we have a lot of things for you this year. First of all, I know that man on Pennsylvania Avenue is going to do some shit. Hopefully he won't get reelected, but we'll see because we're going to talk about it. We are impeach him. Why is he still doing stuff? Because Nancy Pelosi held on to the articles of, of impeachment and didn't, didn't give it to the Senate before Christmas. And she was very strategic in that. She said the reason why she held on to it and was going to give it to them in the new year was because she didn't want them to rush looking it over before they voted. And before they had um, the trial and whatnot, but I think well, she wanted to hurry up. I think she meant blow all us up. She wanted to know what their plans the Senate was going to do. Yeah, like what kind of trial they were going to have. What the fuck? You already know these fuckers ain't going to do shit. Just give it to them, right? 
Anyway. So, in any event, so Nancy should be packing. Well, I don't know if she's going to pack them all out now because now we got this stuff going on with Iran. So, I don't know what the hell about to happen. Exactly. Who knows? So, but in any event, this year is going to be a great year for us. We know it's going to be a great year for you all. Make sure that you are staying connected with us on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Fem Noir Files. Also, if you want to send us an email, if you want to ask us a question, or if you just want to give us some feedback, you can email us at FemNoirFiles at gmail.com. And make sure that you are listening to us every week, even if it's a, an old episode, uh, on Google Play, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. Spotify. Yeah. So make sure you are listening to us there. Tell your friends about us. We have some great content for you all in 2020. Thank you all for listening. This has been another episode of the Femnoir Files. Bye!